Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in play betting. Watch the action, predict the action, and make your best bet with the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. Yes, this is the Blue Day podcast, and for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a Blue Day. I am your host, Keith Lawrence. It's a new season, new content, but I want to introduce you to our guest host for today's episode. He's a member of the Dutch Blue Supporters Club. It's Jan Meyer. Jan, welcome back, and how are we? I'm good. I'm doing fine. Um, it's great uh, to be back on the podcast again. We were the last time with the uh, Dash Blues podcast, and uh, it's great uh, to let let me here again. Uh, oh, let me be here again on the podcast. So uh, yeah, I'm doing fine. It's a little bit hot today. It seems a bit hot everywhere. It certainly yeah. does, but things are certainly heating up with the Premier League as well now that he's back and Chelsea. Yeah. At their first game against Everton, Goodison Park's always a horrible place to go to when you're trying to get a result. It is. We managed to get one, albeit for a penalty by Jorginho. What else, you know, with him to <laughs> score a goal? But we'll, we'll we'll start. What the plan for today's session is going to be, folks, for those that are new listeners, so are thinking, what the hell they're going to discuss today? We're going to review the Everton game that was happened on Saturday. We're going to talk about the new signings. We're going to talk about certain players individually. We're going to talk about potential players that are going to be leaving and players that have left this summer. And we're going to potentially talk about a certain Dutch player that could be joining Chelsea this summer as well. We're also going to preview the game against that horrible lot in North London. So, <laughs> Yorick, we're going to start with the... The review of the Everton game. The people. I don't know why people call it the Frank Lampard derby. I really don't. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about the win against Everton. Me being pessimistic as I always am, I wasn't confident at all. I thought that they, they were going to cause us problems. I didn't know how we was going to set up because certain preseason games we've played a back four and the certain tactics has, hasn't been that brilliantly. Sterling, is he going to play him up top? Is he going to play him out wide? I was a little bit pessimistic, but overall, mm-hmm. and again, get your thoughts as well on this, I thought we played bloody well, to be honest. And talk about the new signings. I thought Sterling had a good game. Yeah, Sterling had a really good game. Um, what what we, sh- we saw this game is that we are defensively, we are really good. 
and is standing good there. But the midfield with Kante, I, that wasn't good. It was like the ball was going from defense to the midfield and the ball was played to Kante because he was always free. It was really smart of Everton to do that. And we suddenly lost the ball or it took too long. It was, I wasn't that confident of the game, actually. I was thinking like, um, well, I was, it was fine we won. Uh, but yeah, I'm not that happy, really. I'm worried for Spurs. Yeah, really am. Well, when you look at how they set up, you know, Havertz was playing up top for a while and then he would switch with Sterling. Mount was playing out wide, which I I don't mind Mount there, but for me, Mount's not a wide player. He's more of somebody that can play behind the striker. He can play at least play him in midfield at least. Yeah, he never was a wide player. He never was. And... I don't mind Kante and Jorginho in midfield as such, but and we'll touch on it with you know potentially with players coming in. But we're missing, and we're missing a goal threat in midfield. Jorginho only scores penalties, and Kante scores you know as many times as Christmas happens in one, in, in in a year. But as you say, defensively, people were worried about when Rudiger would leave. How we how how would we be? Aspera was rumoured to be going. Obviously, he's staying. How would we get on? The new lad, Kulabai. Yeah, he was great. I thought he, he was, really so great. was very good. He was <laughs> very good. Him and Thiago Silva, I think, will be a very good partnership. Silva is defying science with his yeah. age and the fact he was the, he was the best player on the pitch. Yeah. That rush of Koulibaly when he took the ball and just run with it, I was thinking like, yes, this is the person we needed. And but when when Rudiger runs with the ball, he's going to shoot. And every game we lose the ball because Rudiger shoots. Yeah, he scored once. That was the great one of the greatest goals I've ever seen. But <laughs> to see Rudiger score, but yeah, Koulibaly is just he just passes the ball to the left back or to Chilwell or just back. It's he's he's so confident and. Yeah, he's a really good player. And Thiago Silva is yeah, that's the most special player I've probably ever seen playing for Chelsea because he's he's he still still is getting better every season. And how old is he now? 37. Thirty-seven and he's improving every season. It's yeah, it's so great. And I think he needs uh, we have we have the, those posters around the stadium. He needs one too. Yes. He definitely needs one. What a shame like, we didn't get him like 10 years ago yeah. when John Terry was fading out a little bit what a shame we didn't go for Thiago Silva and go right he's Terry's replacement what a shame yeah we only got him at, you know at the end of his career it would have been brilliant yeah. to see him and Terry together but by the by we'll, you know that's, that's but the story of... is now fine the story is fine it's just like we had Sola back in the days uh, it's just it's just the same. It feels so good that, to see somebody at that age playing so well for Chelsea. Yeah, it's really good story. And I, and he needs to be a coach uh, once time at Chelsea. Oh, yes. He needs to stay. Yes. Really and does. I think he's definitely helped players like Trevor Chalabar with, you know, with his game. And I think hopefully, if he's there next season, when we hopefully have Levi Colwell back into the Chelsea team where he's gone on loan to Brighton now mm-hmm. learning through him would be such a huge experience but it was good that we looked defensively strong I thought Mendy had a good game it was nice he to see him it. keep a clean sheet because huh. 
between the cup, between the league cup final to the end of the season, we we didn't keep many clean sheets. So it was nice no, to start yeah. the yeah. season on that one. But we scored for a penalty, and it was you know Stonewall penalty through Jorginho. I I think it wasn't a penalty. Uh, I saw it back uh, just now, and I was thinking like this is not a Premier League penalty. It's just like <laughs> we got it. We got a free penalty. Yeah. What what I think of the Chelsea Everton game is that it should be a draw. Everton had such good chances and we scored through a penalty. We, we were quite lucky. Yeah, we think. But also we'll talk about with once Jorginho did score the penalty. Yeah. I didn't see us. We didn't look like we were going to crumble. We didn't look like we were going to concede from a corner. We didn't look like when Everton would attack, we would crumble. We looked quite yeah. assured. And then Tuchel then changed it around a little bit. He put on Conor Gallagher later on in the game. Mark Cucurella, who we'll talk about in a minute, he came on and I thought he looked quite sharp, albeit with 10 minutes. He was so good. He was so good. He was excellent. Ambrosia, when he yeah. came on and he led the line, he, he yeah. did more in the short space of time he had at Everton then I would say, and this might be controversial, then Lukaku and Werner did within the last few games of last season. Yes, and but it's true. Uh, when Borja came in, I was thinking like that's always the same with Tuchel, and he was always doing that. He he, he brings in the sub too late. Borja should have been there at the 60th minute and played for 30 minutes. And next game against Spurs, he, he should be there in the 60 minute or. Like the whole game, he was great, and but but he was great because of Cucurella also, because the balls of Cucurella to Borja they were all exactly right. Mm. Borja, Borja could uh, be our number nine this season, he really does, and Cucurella should be our left wing back and or maybe our left centre back and Chilwell on the left wing back. So that those could change uh, through the game, and Cucurella was great. Yeah, what a, what a signing! <laughs> he was so great. Well, we'll talk about him now. We'll move on to the, to the signings. Mark Cucurella, we signed him from Brighton yeah. around the f- last Thursday. Managed to get the documents sorted out before the game on Saturday. He came on. What's your take on him? You know, you was impressed with him on Saturday. Do you think the transfer fee is a bit much or do you think that we'll get our money back in terms of his performances and what he could bring to the table? Well, I was watching the game with my uh, friends of the Judge Blues in Utrecht and we were talking about Cucurella and what my friend said is that he said, yeah, he looks like he's Diego Costa from back in the days. He's just a hard worker. He goes in every time. Um, yeah, he just he's just the Spanish flavor we need. And it's it's great that we have signed him. And for 50 million, I guess, it was 50 million pounds, was it? Uh, well, it, it depended on appearances and installments. I think the full ah, yeah. fee is going to be 62. 62. Yeah, if Cucurella went to Manchester City afterwards, we, were, we would have said that it was a bargain to buy him for 60 million. And now that he went to Chelsea, we should be really happy that we have him. It's better to have him than to not have him. 
Yes. Play against Cucurella, it's really hard. He got and so he much did well energy. Against us when we played Brighton at Stamford yeah. Bridge, he was one of the sort of best players on the pitch that day. So he and uh, he and Lamptey at Brighton are special players, and uh, to get Cucurella is great. His first assistant improvement, improvement, and it's it's also for Chilwell good because um, now Chilwell got some competition, and we didn't have that. And now both the players need to be at their prime to get in the team. And yeah, it's great. And um, Alonso looks like he's going to be going as well. And it seemed that that deal was going to be done no matter what. And it seemed it was agreed mm. months ago, even when the season was still yeah. going last season and Chilwell was injured. It seemed Alonso had his mind and heart set on the move to Barca. But I think Cucurella's a great upside to having Alonso. Alonso was a great servant for the club. I was I was a fan of his to the point where great left wing back, great going forward, horrible going back. Horrible. Horrible <laughs> going back. And um, he would did not suit in a back four at all. No. But Cucurello, as you say, he's young. He can easily improve. He's got, as you say, that Spanish flavour about him because he was trained at Barcelona's academy so he's got a little bit of nous about him with that and as you say we're still looking to bring in some players and one player that potentially could be coming in in midfield which I think will be a huge huge improvement in our midfield is Frankie de Jong now yes what's your take on him do you think he will be a good signing for us if we was to get him would you feel that he can be better than what we've got what what's, what's your take on and also as well to, to close it what's been said over there in Holland about potentially De Jong coming to Chelsea that you heard uh, about what what they say in Holland is that he they only talk about Manchester United uh, they don't talk about Chelsea it's much the the English papers newspapers always talk about Chelsea Right. Because they know that Frank de Jong wants to play Champions League. But in the Netherlands, it's only going about Manchester United. Because yeah, um, everybody in the Netherlands is in love with Ten Hag. And everything what Ten Hag does uh, is news. And so um, they think that he will go to uh, Manchester United. But he won't. Because he wants to play Champions League. And Chelsea is, I think, the only club that can actually pay... Uh, Frankie de Jong out of Barcelona. Don't think I, I, I think Manchester United haven't got the money to buy him even. So um, yeah, and my take on Frankie de Jong is he is a great player. Uh, he's exactly also what we need because Jorginho will go. But for a Dutch supporter, it's great to have a Dutchman in the, in the, in the team. But we had Sayek, and he's like, he's Morocco. He, he got the Moro- Morocco uh, nationality, but um, he was also a little Dutch. And every time, every game that he was on the bench, uh, they only spoke about Hakim Sayek or when he played. So every, every match, uh, the Dutch commentator always spoke about the Dutch player, you know, Moroccan player uh, Sayek. So we have, will have the same with Frank de Jong and it's really annoying because I want to let them speak about uh, how the match went but they only uh, talk about one player 
So right. that's uh, I I don't like having Dutchmen uh, in 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 our team, but it's great to to sign Frankie de Jong. Yeah, it always is for every club. You made a good point about with Jorginho and even with Kante. Kante, I think, is slowly digressing in terms of his ability. He's mm-hmm. not the Angolo Kante of five years ago. No, Jorginho is getting older, as as we as we all are. It comes to expect, and I think bringing De Jong in will shore up that midfield to the point it will give a bit more youthful exuberance. Yes. You know, when and even having Conor Gallagher there with De Jong, or I just want to say that Conor Gallagher and De Jong, yeah, that's that's great to have Conor Gallagher and De Jong and Mason Mount. It yeah. is like the great midfield that we need and the great young midfield that this team needs to keep the system uh, and uh, with loads of energy uh, putting in. Because Tuchel always wants the midfielders to uh, to walk a lot and to do everything, and I don't think that uh, Kante and Jorginho can do that actually. Uh, not not anymore because I saw the game against Everton and Kante is good on defensive but not good on attack. And uh, De Jong is both. He can stand in the right place in defensive and can uh, play a good ball to to the forwards. So we really need it. And Jorginho can do the same, but Jorginho hasn't got like the speed that Frank has. Hasn't got the pace, yeah. Hasn't got the pace. Yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward. If if De Jong signs to see him play on the Tuchel and uh, like understand what Tuchel wants with De Jong, because that's also a thing. It's not Barcelona. It's not like that, that he needs to play every ball to the forwards and to do a great trick or something like Barcelona always wants from their players, mm. it's it's different. It's going to uh, go hard, uh, going to do hard work, and uh, I don't know if Dion can do that because at Ajax he had space, at Barcelona he had space, and now he needs to play at Chelsea at the Premier League. It's it's, it's a great difference. Well, another player that's been linked to Chelsea that has a Dutch connection, and we've talked about De Jong, is Memphis Depay. Now, he seems, well, it seems Barca want to get rid of him due to the financial fair play, which is what they've caused themselves. Depay, Mm -hmm. it seems, wants to stay. He's been linked with other clubs as well across Europe, but there's been rumours, or there was rumours last week, and whether it's dragged on this week, that Barca are trying to sort of sell us basically what they don't want. So you've got Aubameyang, you've got Depay, yeah. and yeah. obviously a talk of De Jong as well. Now, whether or not this is a, a ploy to try and maybe sort the fees, may get, get them lower, or to try and get us to say yes, so then someone like Marcos Alonso can be part of the deal. Yeah. Memphis Depay, he was at Manchester United. It didn't work out for him. He's obviously gone... He was played in France, he did well there, and then he's gone to Barca. What's been the take over there in Holland of Memphis Depay? And have you heard the rumours that Memphis could be coming to Chelsea as well? Well, uh, what the take is on Depay is that everybody thinks that he's a great player and that he has grown over the years and is now 
now that he's older, maybe he can succeed in the Premier League. But for the pie, I think it's better to go to a lower club like Newcastle and then afterwards go to Chelsea. I think he's not ready to play well for Chelsea. And that's because uh, we really need a striker. We really need somebody like Aubameyang that can really score goals every game. And I don't think uh, that the pie is a player. He's more like the left forward. So if he's signing to be the left forward, it's great. But if he's signing to be the striker, which he wants, he wants to go at the club and be the striker, I don't think he's not our number one striker if he comes. He will be somebody to fill in on the bench if you if you want to put him on the on the in, in striker. So I don't think it's the right choice for him to go to Chelsea. Uh, for Aubameyang, I think it's a is the right choice to go uh, to Chelsea because we really need Aubameyang. We really need him, and he was great last season. Would you be happy with the fact that yes, he's a former Arsenal player? That's not a major problem because we've had Ashley Cole and Giroud, uh, Giroud as well. <laughs> so he, it's not he a major great. issue. But would you say because of Aubameyang went to Barcelona, albeit for six months, he hasn't really set the world alight and the fact that Barca are keen to let him go because of the wages and the transfer fee and because of his age, would that be an issue, would you say, as a Chelsea supporter as well? Would you say that that would be a problem? Well, we had that with Giroud and Giroud was also old when he came to Chelsea and before I was thinking like, no, we don't need Giroud. He wasn't always that good at Arsenal, but he was good. And the same with Aubameyang. Uh, but yeah, what the difference between Giroud and Aubameyang is, is that Aubameyang was... Uh, Arsenal wanted him to leave. He hasn't got the right mindset for Premier League football because he was doing all the different things than thinking about football. And that's what you need to do when you play in the Premier League. You need to do every time, every moment, think about football. And that's not what was on his mind. He likes his haircut more than he does football. <laughs> so for to get him on the Thomas Tuchel, he needs to change his way of life. Um, if he If he wants to do that, yeah, he will be a great signing for Chelsea. And... Um, and the Arsenal history that he got, um, we need a striker. So I don't mind actually that he played for Arsenal. If you played for Spurs, yeah, then I was thinking something different because I hate Spurs loads more than I do hate Arsenal. We'll talk about Spurs in a minute. That 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 is our, <laughs> that is our main event of the uh, show today. But one more player I will talk about because it seems that we could be bringing him in on a record transfer which a little mm-hmm. bit surprised with but Wesley Fafana yes we've had a Great few play. bids for him already the latest one being a 70 million there's talk as we speak that Leicester would do business bearing in mind if we was to maybe put another 10 million on the table plus Hudson Adoy on a loan deal with an mm-hmm. obligation to buy that's good would you say that would be a good deal with yeah. Fafana for whatever price and Hudson Odoi take taken out for him to go yes. to Leicester? What's your take on Wesley Fafana? My take on Fafana is that he's a great player. Um, he's doing good things at Leicester and at Leicester. Um, Leicester, but the, the, the defense of Leicester is really hard because the, the left back and the right back are really much attacking on the system. 
of Rutgers, and uh, Rutgers is still at Leicester, right? He's a really attacking coach with his defenders, so it, it, I think Fofana does a great job there. And to get Hassan Doy out on a loan to Leicester, and Leicester is a good team, and he can play well under Rutgers, I think it's a great deal. Yeah, we, sh- we, we should really do that. I, I didn't hear before of a loan deal of uh, Hudson. Um, so you surprised me with that. And it, I think it's a great step. I, otherwise, he would be rutting on the bench uh, this season. And that won't be good for him, for his career. He needs well, to he go. wasn't even on the bench against Everton. And then no. there was talk that he was not he was not happy with that. He thought mm-hmm. that because he's fully fit, he's come over his injury problems, he thought he'd, have, he'd be in contention. And again, with Tuchel having quite a lot of options to play with, so to speak, Hudson and mm-hmm. Doyle wasn't on, on the list. Um, so there's talk that he could be going out on loan. There's talk that he could be going to Dortmund with a view with an obligation to buy, which will probably be a good deal for him. Um, but we'll talk about sort of other players as well that could potentially be leaving, and then we'll talk about the one that has left. But Ross Barkley's been linked with a move away. We've, Loftus-Cheek's been linked with a move to Palace. You know, are you expecting... You're it that we're going to have more outgoings and incomings between now and 1st of September? Yes. Um, but Barkley, I don't know what he's going to do because every club knows uh, that Barkley haven't brought any, uh, everything the last seasons. So I hope that he finds a club. I really love to play also. Uh, Barkley wasn't that really good at Chelsea, but we, we, we both him for so little and he surprised me some games with actually good playing but yeah he needs to go now and uh, I hope that he does love this cheek I don't want him to be sold if it's uh, a loan deal just like Gallagher yeah please do it if we sell him I don't know I really love love this cheek he, he played also so well last year when he was brought in I think he needs to stay. It's a good uh, player to have on the midfield. And what was the other player that you said? Bashwai needs to leave also. Bashwai, Mishi Bashwai. <laughs> yes. Mishi Bashwai. You've got the likes of Kepper as well that's been linked with, with a yeah. move. You know, you've got, we've talked about Hakim Ziyech. He's been linked with Milan. I think, you know, he, he, he needs to leave. And I, and I think Serie A would be the perfect league for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, my goodness, the amount of assists he'd have in that division. He would be a starter. He would be like he would be the cover boy of uh, every AC Milan newsletter. He will be the player there. Oh, and yes. Him, him with Slatan uh, and or him with Shiru or with player. Mm. Yeah, he's going to play that great. Or not a player? Uh, what's the other front player? Liao. Liao, yeah, Liao. Yeah. Leo, yes. He was going to be great there. He needs to go and I don't think that he will be great on the bench for us because he will not bring that right uh, morality in the in the team, in the squad. He'll be like he, he's play. a player that needs to play every week, yeah. otherwise he's not gonna be happy and he'll throw his toys out of his pram. That's that's how he sort of sees I, I saw I saw him at um Herfane too. I'm from Herfane in the Netherlands and I what I used to Watch him play when he was young and mm. when he was making his name before he went to Twente and afterwards to Ajax. But every time we, we saw that he got like the arrogance and 
when he doesn't play well or he isn't selected, he's not happy. And we we all always loved him, but he suddenly left. And he, next game that he scored against us, he was like uh, throwing some bad words to the to our supporters. But we are like the most happy supporters of the Netherlands. So. Yeah, I'm not happy with Sayek and I think if he stays, he does the same to uh, the Chelsea supporters and I think he needs to leave now that it's just like half good, half bad. And yeah, the story is fine. He scored some great goals for us. He was good at some major, major things that brought us he some... He scored a fantastic... Yeah. I remember it now. He scored a wonderful goal against... Yeah, I guess first. I was at the game. Yes. I was at that game. Yeah, he, he, yeah. That, this, this, this are, are the good things that he brought us. So it's now fine if he leaves. But if he stays another year and is going to uh, be sitting on the bench, I think it will be a, a good marriage between uh, him and Chelsea anymore. So he needs to well, go. Well, he's, he's he's twenty nine as well. So we've got to look at you know with his age and everything. Yeah. it's you know. But can Milan he has, pay the he price? Has to look at his own, he has to look at his own career. Yeah, he does. He does. And he is a player who wants to succeed at every club that he plays. But this time, this moment, it won't happen. It, does, it won't happen that he is going to start player because he hasn't got the pace. And we need somebody with a lot of speed. And it will happen when Tuko leaves and we get another coach and suddenly Lukaku or Sayek both can play well on the... Uh, yeah, it must be a, somebody who can put some magic in the team because without magic, you won't make Lukaku or, or Sayek a good player anymore. And then they, they need to go both. And I'm happy that Lukaku is away. And I will be more happier when Sayek is away, when Bechewai is away, uh, Drinkwater, Barkley. We've got loads of players that need to leave. Uh, and I well, hope we can that, make it. That goes quite nicely to our next segment. And we'll talk about him for a little bit. Timo Werner. It's been announced as we're recording. Yeah. He's gone to RB Leipzig. Permanent transfer, not alone, as yeah. some people were reporting yesterday. But it's a permanent transfer, but it's 20 million or around 20 million less than what we paid for him. Yeah. The Frank. But they brought us a Champions League trophy. So it's worth it. It's, it's really worth it because the run of Werner, um, Hafez could score. And uh, yeah, I'm not happy about it that he leaves and because I loved Werner. But every chance that he missed, it was a. Such such pain to see, and I'm happy that he leaves uh, for him for his career that he can put in some goals again at Leipzig and that's the place where he's happy. He will be top goal. He will be close yeah. to being top goal scorer in that in that yeah. league. It definitely I guarantee does. it. He is as a finisher. He's brilliant, but for whatever reason, whether it's Tuchel's tactics, whether it was the fact that it might have been too cold. I have no idea. It just did yeah. not work out for Chelsea. But um, the team should fit him well because if we have... Uh, but it was also the thing, maybe last season, because our left and right wing back, uh, James and Chilwell... James and Chilwell were gone. Both, yeah, they were both got the injury. So we missed really that line uh, on the left and the right that could bring 
uh, won us some great balls. Uh, but even if we passed him the good balls, he would miss because he missed such good chances last year. It was <laughs> so annoying. I didn't like the fact as well that we, you know, he came in and he played up front in certain games and then it would be either him or Tammy or it'd be him and Lukaku. But he would be always the one on the left-hand side and I just felt that he wasn't at his best. In no, it wasn't the right place. He wasn't at his best in that position. At RB, Leipzig, also, uh... RB Leipzig, he would be up front but then he would have that free role where he would go yeah. out wide. He would go into space. And then yeah. he, because of his created space for the other midfielders, you had the likes of Sabitza and others yeah. just to score the goals. So his assists numbers would be incredible. I think That um, never happened to Chelsea. No, but I think he needs somebody like Kevin De Bruyne on the midfield, which can play him the right balls. He can run. He, I think... If he is, uh, plays good again at uh, Leipzig, maybe he leaves for City in the future or for Liverpool. Where it'll be so they have he'll go Liverpool, Liverpool or Man United. Yeah. You watch. Yeah, they have their uh, their midfields like Fernandez or Thiago who can play the ball at the right pace and he can run. Uh, but at Chelsea, we ha- we haven't had that play or we had Sayed, but Sayed got got his problems with his pace, so he can deliver the ball at the exact time for Werner. And we had it so much that uh, he made the run. He ran so much, but yeah, we couldn't play the ball at the right time for him. It was always offside. <laughs> Most of the times he scored always offside. And at Leipzig, I think they know him and they know that the ball needs to go at the right time to Werner and they know exactly how great he can sprint. Um, but the Chelsea we didn't and that's the reason why I think also that he go, is going to score so much at Leipzig and I'm not happy that he didn't bring in uh, the right things at Chelsea because he had he had this great song uh, he was like a major player for the for the fans um, some of the Chelsea happy. fans liked him he did divide opinion a little bit there was some Chelsea fans who I, who I know and who listened to the <clears> show would pull their hair out because of him, because it, you know, yeah. he, as soon as he goes on the pitch, they would know, oh, he'll be offside more than any other player. Yeah. And I've been guilty of saying that people would say to me, oh, but he works hard. Well, no, that's not what he's in the team for. He's, he, he was <laughs> brought to the club to score goals. That's why he done well at Leipzig. He scored goals. Mm-hmm. We brought him in to yeah. score goals. We didn't, we didn't bring him in and to, work. to run. We didn't bring him in to close down there was games where he didn't do that at all and it was frustrating to watch and I was gutted when it was going to be a case where he was going to be out wide and not up front because for me he's a striker Mm -hmm. it's like Havertz he's a striker well for me Havertz is not a striker I would say Havertz is 10 Havertz is is not one that can lead the line He'd, he'd lead the line he would lead the line on a short term basis Long term, yeah. absolutely not. No. Yeah, it's but interesting to loved, see. I would have loved to have seen Havertz as a 10 and Werner up top. Yeah. That would have been uh, my perfect combination and then sort out the wide players from there. But th- it never happened. Never happened. And the the profile of, of Werner was so good when he joined us. Yes. Everybody was happy because he was like a hard worker. 
scored loads of goals, good goals also. Yes, um, yes. Made good space for him himself in the box, but he couldn't make it happen at Chelsea, and that's a sad thing. It's also interesting to see uh, how everybody will play this year. What's Tuchel going to do with the tactics? Because I really don't know. We got, haven't got a number nine. Uh, we uh, Werner left. Uh, we got Broja, but will he play? Is Tuchel confident enough? I think it's a bad deal for Chelsea to let him leave. It's great to have the money, but we need to sign somebody who who can play in front instead of Werner and uh, play better, score more. But who, who can we sign? I don't know a player. That's that's a good strike. Yeah, that player from uh, Red Bull Salzburg uh, who scored against uh, Liverpool. That's that's a good player, but he's just scored one goal. Do we need to buy him, buy him for 50 million? Is Chelsea going to take the risk? I don't know any other player which, which could uh, bring in goals for us. So, yeah. Well, as long as we don't touch Wilfred Zaha or Ronaldo, I'll be happy. But we do yeah. need a striker, I Same. agree. We're going to touch on the last little bit of, of the segment now. And we're going to talk about the Tottenham game, which is coming up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Half four kickoff UK time at yeah. Stamford Bridge. A huge game already. I'm a little bit concerned more than what I would be when Chelsea play Tottenham because normally it's a gimme, it's three points. Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned because of the managers. Because I personally, and this will be controversial this season, I prefer I would prefer Conte over Tuchel. Yeah, but yeah. I do think we've got a better squad than Tottenham. Even now, the fact we even haven't got a recognised centre forward lead in the line, I still think we've got a better team wow. than Tottenham. But I'm concerned because Spurs have got a bit of confidence about them. They've got a little bit of swagger and arrogance about them, which mm-hmm. is not Tottenham-like. No. Um, and it's similar to what you said earlier to me about where our goals are going to come from. Spurs, you know where their goals are going to come from. Yeah, you know it already. And you then know they, that already. And, and they us, both? We no. don't know where our goals are going to come no. from. So, Yorick, what's your take on Sunday? Are you... A little bit cautious as I am, or are you more confident that Chelsea no, uh, can win on Sunday? Uh, I watched uh, Southampton against Spurs, and uh, what I saw is like uh, they they got a real confident attack. You see, like Kulisewski, uh, a great play they both uh, scoring goal. Second uh, young on the left side, I can't I can't say his name. Really good. <laughs> um, they they are both great players, and they got Kane and and Son. And uh, Kante really uh, made uh, Spurs so good against Southampton. A team normally every club is like uh, playing good sometimes or bad sometimes against, but he they, he, he made the tactics absolutely right. And, and Southampton hadn't got any chance at all in the second half uh, against against Spurs. And I don't see the same with Tuchel against Everton. We played so bad. And you see, uh, Southampton is also a lower team this season. And you see Kante making a score of Spurs. What was it? Four goals? 4-1, four yeah. yeah. Yeah, four goals against, uh, against Southampton and playing so good. Um, I also think the same, that Kante is the better manager. And because of the... Uh, he got every tactic uh, right. 
He knows exactly what he's going to play, and the opposite, uh, and and uh, opposition also knows what Conte will play with first. Um, so in that way, he knows everything well, and I don't know if Tuchel knows it for this season. Tuchel is still like trying to do his things, and for that reason, I think we aren't ready yet with Spurs, and I think we will probably lose against Spurs uh, this this weekend. I'm not happy at all. Um, because we weren't that good against Everton. We weren't that really good in the pieces. Yeah, we won off against the Udinese, but we lost against uh, some low club uh, from America <laughs> on penalties. So, and we got yeah. smashed against Arsenal as well. And we got smashed against Arsenal, but that game I don't want to talk about. because No, we, no, we won't. Don't worry. We, <laughs> we're not going to dissect it for long, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, listen, I'm hopeful, Chelsea, you know, of course we're hopeful Chelsea will beat Tottenham. Chelsea do normally have tend to do well against Tottenham, to be fair. We do sometimes get, give them um, a bit of a battering. So we're hopeful we can you know, break their confidence a little bit and put them back in their place. That, that yeah. we, we shall see. And you never know what could happen in the transfer window, but... You're just to sort of end that particular bit with Chelsea Tottenham. What do you think the score will be for Sunday? Um, I would think it's probably going to be uh, yeah, or, or a one-one or nil-nil. I'm going for a nil-nil. I think uh, both teams uh, are going to be defensive good, um, and knowing Conte, he will probably go for a one-nil <laughs> against Chelsea and. I think Tuchel will take the draw, and I, I'm, I'm hoping that's going to be nil nil or one one, because yeah, I don't think we won't score goals, we won't get a penalty against Spurs because they have the defensive absolutely right because Conte knows every, every, uh, everything of the defense. So I think it will be a nil nil. But what do you think? I. I also think it'll be a draw. I think it could be one all. Um, I don't, as I said, I don't know where the goals could come from. Spurs, all right, Southampton's a bit of a hard one to judge because Southampton are poor, but yeah. I don't know where Spurs' mistakes are going to be defensively. Everton is also poor. I think our defence, I still think this, I think our defence, despite we let go of Rudiger, our defence is better than Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Of course, we, we haven't got Eric Dyer. <laughs> but <laughs> even Eric Dyer, I guess Southampton, he was so good. It's I don't know what Conte did this summer with him, but it's like he changed him in, into Superman or something. It's it's weird to see that Eric Dyer suddenly plays good. He was bad, so bad uh, last season, and now he's suddenly a uh, strong uh, strong player. But Maybe there's also some something to say about Southampton. Um, Southampton was really bad, uh, but Everton was also bad. And uh, Spurs found the goals, and we didn't against Everton. Yeah, we scored that penalty. Uh, so yeah, I'm really worried. I hope we take the draw. If we don't and we lose against Spurs, it will be hard uh, to. To get them back, hmm. to get at the same point level of Spurs, because I think if Spurs wins, it will become a gap uh, very fast, and they will win more games. Uh, with, yeah, I guess we don't want teams. a gap 
appearing between us and them. Absolutely no. not. No, we we certainly yeah. don't. But we're hopeful for Sunday. Let's see. Yes, yes let's hope. But let's see how that transpires. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be talking about this on Sunday night, Monday morning, with egg on our faces, and then Chelsea end up winning four or five nil. Yeah. However, if anybody is enjoying our content and obviously would like to know more about the Dutch Blues. Yorick, tell them where they can find you on social media because yes. I know you're quite big on the uh, Instagram and etc. Yes, um, if you find uh, if you want to find us on Instagram, uh, please um, uh, type in Dutch Blues. Uh, you will find us. And um, if you want to tell me something or you want to say something or want to uh, ask me something, yeah, you're always welcome. Or want to talk about Chelsea? Uh, I'm always open for that, and uh, yeah, it's great. It's also great to be here again. Thank you. <laughs> it's great to be on. No, the Blues absolutely, Blues. my pleasure. Yeah. Obviously, we've plugged the Dutch Blues. I'm just going to plug mine for now because we do have some exciting news for those that may not be aware. Obviously, find us on Instagram at the Blue Day Podcast, where we do try and upload stuff on a daily basis. We are also on Facebook. Find us at the Blue Day Podcast where most 99% of our episodes are on there. And we're finally on Twitter. Yes, we've sorted yes. out our Twitter feed. <laughs> we have finally sorted it out. It's taken a while. We've managed oh, to get it sorted. Yes. But we are on Twitter. Find us That's at great. The Blue Day Pod. <laughs> at the Blue Day Pod. Find us on Twitter. We are uploading as much content to follow up the backlog that we've got. We've got about a year's worth of stuff to upload. So we are doing it gradually. So please find us on there. Please follow us. Please get us onto your feed as much as you can. So you're looking at the Blue Day podcast on a daily basis. But yeah. remember, find us on Twitter at the Blue Day pod. Follow us. We might even follow you back. It depends on what, what how we're feeling on, on the That's day. That's great. Find us on the Blue Day pod on Twitter. I have been Keith Lawrence. Again, thank you to Yorit for being a great co-host of this week. Keep the blue flag flying. Stay safe and carefree. Podcast Network.